Hey, it's Mike from The Cut Music. Wanted to let you know that today's episode is being brought to you by Skillshare.com. Skillshare.com has thousands of courses, even masterclasses on any topic that you can think of. And we're talking from professional to the creative. So if you got a passion, go check it out. Take one of their courses on film or audio production, music creation, painting, or jump over to the professional side and polish up your resume to make sure you impress on your next interview. And guess what? We got you covered. Head to the link in the description and be sure to enter promo code ANNUAL30AFF. Again, that is ANNUAL, the number 30, A is in alpha, F is in Frank, F is in Frank, and save yourself 30% on your annual subscription. Help support this channel. We really appreciate it. Now, let's get to the show. podcast i am the host the moosh and i have with me brad say hello brad it's me hello (laughs) say konnichiwa because today we're doing (laughs) japanese music ah the best of our ability the best of our ability we've we've scoured all of japan for some of uh, our favorite artists uh we talked about this uh, a while back um i want to say in our foreign episode, where we kind of did like music from around the world. You, Mike, and I mm-hmm. all kind of gathered a bunch of music from around the world. And I know that you and I had sparked a little thing of like, do we should do just Japan? Um, and I think yeah. it, it was it was a struggle because a lot of it, like, I kept finding artists that may or may not have even been from Japan or have any reference to Japan, but they sound Japanese, and I got really lost. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was something I was trying to avoid, and uh, there's just all kinds of different kinds of pop. Yeah, you know, K-pop, J-pop, right, all that, and I, you know, and it was trying to find uh, predominantly the J. <laughs> find the J, smoke the J, <laughs> the J spot. Right. No, no. So it's it's it's, it's kind of it's going to be an interesting episode. I got I got some various genres and i know you got some various genres all from around japan um but before we get started of course we are the cut music you can find us on or at the cut music one on all of our social medias or you can just go to thecutmusic.com um all of our stuff is there we're still doing our metal health is mental health campaign um it's a lot of fun we we just got a, a a library of or a, a selection of gear that you can order and purchase, and all the proceeds are going to help those in need of mental health. We're trying to partner with some other um, affiliates to kind of help boost that. I know I have needed uh, some mental health uh, help in the past, uh, if not still do. Um, I don't know about you, but get therapy. Therapy helps. There's always someone to talk to. And um, life's an absolute battle. It is. And that's why we kind of nerd out with some foreign stuff that maybe we don't even understand. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's all about it's the all vibe. about the vibe. Uh, do you want to take today's first pick? Uh, yeah, let's let's start it off with a bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? I got Hanabi, who I've had on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think it's metalcore, but I think they call it Haruju- Haru- Harujuku core. Okay, yeah, Harujuku, the the little um the capital or center epicenter, I should say, of of Tokyo. And they just absolutely slam. They have some of the greatest breakdowns. It's just hard as hell, but fun as hell just... as well. It's <laughs> love it. We're just gonna bust down the door. <laughs> absolutely alright uh, this the songs are seven days war off the girls reform uh, so far I've loved every part of the album alright yeah shit yeah 
And we've had them. Do you remember when we had them last on the show? You said you had them on before. I don't. It was on. Oh, was it on the fourth yeah. episode? Okay. So a nice little yeah. callback. We'll start with this. This is Hanabi, our seven day war. Seven days war. Yes. Dude, that song kicks ass. Dude, they really do. They really kick so much ass. And they, the growl is so guttural. Yeah. But then it's like it livens everything I, up. Dude, oh, I man. love... I don't think I've heard a bad song yeah, from them. Yeah, I don't them. think so either. And I, I, they've been on my radar for a little bit, but I just haven't really I really dived into them. And I'd love to because I love this like new age mix of like what they call um, it. They say it's a pop and genre less music, but like kawaii neo Japanese style to where like it blends like this super hardcore like darkness but with really poppy colors like if you look at like their 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 profile picture on spotify it's like really bright neon colors and oh yeah but like they have that like like (laughs) like like that death it's so guttural it's so like i'm like where is that coming from especially when you watch the music videos you're like what yeah yeah yeah. and it looks like it looks like november 20th uh which we're, wait, it's, I, I don't know if this episode's releasing by then. I'm not sure when this episode releases, but November 20th of 2023, they're playing with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be in Japan, so it's in Tokyo. But uh, <laughs> if you're in Tokyo and you're listening, you can go see Limp Biscuit with Hanabi. It, enjoy. Yeah. It should be a great show. <laughs> and if Mike was here, he'd say, man, fuck Limp Biscuit. I don't hate Limp Biscuit as much as he hates Limp Biscuit. I I don't want to say I hate them. I've just never really given them a chance. Everything I've heard, I'm like, man, eh, it's not for me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's an acquired taste. I think it really is. Um, where is Mike? By the way, why isn't he here with us? We didn't even like discuss that really. Traveling the world is always. Yeah, he's probably at some concert. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't tell me anything. He just said, "Hey, it's you and Brad tonight," and I was like, "All right, cool. We got this." We'll do some Japanese shit. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but You're the yeah, boss. All right, yeah, all right, sir. He's not really <laughs> the boss. He thinks he is. <laughs> get us in trouble. <laughs> right? You're like, episode yeah. cut. Wouldn't be the first time he's cut one of our episodes. <laughs> right. Like, I can't even leave town. <laughs> oh, fucking guy. He sees way more concerts than either of us. I know way more than me. Oh, uh, yeah. He's the boss. Right, yeah. He gets to take all the he time. He gets to go wants. to all the concerts. Him and Cece get to see all the shows, which is yeah. good. I mean, it's good to have someone out in the field, you know, so to speak. Someone, some pounding the pavement, one would say. Yeah, doing the groundwork. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I don't have any metal for my picks. I mean, that was kind of that was kind of metal. It was really, very heavy. None of my shit I had metal. to fight to not do all metal. Right. Yeah, because we had we had it was, um, it was really a struggle. We had what are they called? Uh, uh, baby metal on the show not not too yeah. long ago, right? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like my whole list was metal, and then I was like, okay, I don't know a whole lot of any kind of Japanese music outside of metal, and I don't even know a lot of metal, right? So it was it was like, oh man, uh, I was I was da, on da, the da, fence because there's there's this there's this band. Uh, I discovered a while back. I don't think I ever had them on the show. I know they were on like one of my short lists and um, they're actually from the UK, but the lead singer is half Japanese. So she speaks Japanese. She sings in Japanese, but because it's not technically a Japanese band, I decided not to put them on this list either. Um, they're Kero Kero Bonito um, they got pretty popular a couple of years ago, like just on TikTok. Um, mm. And they, they're just goofy. They just have weird sounding instruments. It's a three piece. There's two guys and, and the lead singer, super goofy. And I would love to like share them. But again, it's kind of like, like Limp Bizkit, it's kind of an acquired taste. Like they're not for everybody. My wife <laughs> hates them. I, She's like, I don't know what the hell. I love acquired taste <laughs> music. <laughs> I figured as much. Maybe I'll swap one of mine out if if we feel that it might be worthy. But yeah, Mike's not here to stop true. us. But before we get to that, I want to share something that I do love. 
and we discussed like maybe doing just a full anime episode, but eh, we kind of broadened it a little bit to do more just all of Japan, not just limited to anime. Because even with anime, I was like, oh, I got some anime music, but it was Americanized. So I wanted to kind of like oh, stick yeah. to one one country for this. Um, <laughs> one of my all time favorite anime is Cowboy Bebop. I've loved it since I was in middle school when it was on the air here in here in America anyway. When it was on the air with a uh, uh, Toonami, I loved it. I watched every episode. I loved the Netflix re- redo of it where they had um. Oh my God! What was the actor? Mike's the guy who knows all the actors. Uh, Wana Tanatabe or no 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 no. Or is that the that director? Was the director. Um, I can't remember the oh God. I never watched it. I I do not like uh, live action. Oh really? Uh, I, every time I've seen one, it's been actually the One Piece one's actually pretty ah, I good. Watch that one yet? But, I've been meaning to watch it. But every other one I've watched has been hot garbo. Okay, so. I I enjoyed the Cowboy Bebop uh re redone where they did it in live action. I enjoyed um oh my gosh uh uh um M Night Shyamalan's Dragon Ball. No. I didn't. I didn't care for that one. <laughs> that wasn't it. Uh, no. Uh, um, death. Oh my god. Death, death note. note. I was like death book. That's not it. Death note. I enjoyed death note. My wife actually liked that one. And compared to the anime, it's fucking poo poo. Well, yeah. If you compare it to the source material, I mean, that's what you could say about any movie that's based off a book. Oh, the book was better. Like, except Shrek. Was Shrek based off a book? Yeah. Was it really. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my my wife bought the book a couple of about well, like two years ago, and I tried reading, and I was like, "This sucks." Well, the movie's better. <laughs> to to be fair, whichever medium you start with tends to be the favored medium. So if you watch a movie that's, that's based on a book, and then you read the book, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings, but reading Lord of the Rings book is a a, a time sink. A chore. It is. It is hard <laughs> yeah. work. Like, I've never worked harder in my life than trying to comprehend the family history of dwarves going back a millennia. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. it's like, dude, this is... Turns out there's a bad guy worse than Sauron. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was so much data to, like, take in that you, it takes you a year to read the entirety of Lord oh, yeah. of the Rings. It takes you forever. Anyway, going back to Cowboy Bebop, they had some of the best music. Like the seatbelts oh, yeah. is, is who did uh, all the music for Cowboy Bebop, and it is fantastic. And one of my songs that I chose for tonight's episode is called "Bad Dog No Biscuits" off of Cowboy Bebop. This is the seatbelts. All right, there we go. Now I can see you, dude. Yoko Kano. Not to be confused with no- Yoko Ono, but Yoko Kano is the, like, arranger, composer, performer of the seatbelts. And she has a full orchestra band that she puts together. So all of those are real instruments. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I absolutely love in this world is a trumpet that does that. Like that, that raspy kind of the mask. trill. Yeah, man. <laughs> Like when you have a trumpet, like trumpets are cool, but you have when you have that like, like that. They can be cooler, dude. That raspy, and then when you have like the little the the little like plunger thing that goes on the yeah. end, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, that is the shit. Do you know what I get to say that I don't get to say that you used to say? What? I own this on vinyl, and it's no. amazing. Yeah. Oh wait! In, didn't we talk about that once? Yeah, it's in a purple pressed vinyl. It's gorgeous. Almost actually, it's like a purple tie dye, I believe. Oh fuck! I How love do it. You it's a tie dye vinyl. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's one of my prized possessions. Like the house is burning down, That's I'm grabbing right. it. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I love I would it so love much. Love to have this on vinyl. And there's there was like four different renditions. I remember because I saw that like a Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Uh, a while back, like last, it was like in the spring. Last spring, we talked about it. And I almost got it. You should have. Yeah, you should have picked it up. Next time you see it, do it. Pull the trigger. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a good listen from back to front. God damn it. It really is. I, yeah, A-side, this is B-side. one of my favorite, favorite soundtracks. Like, 
it's one thing that keeps that anime alive for me is the music. Oh yeah, and it's important like, to the entire the entire series. Oh yeah, totally. It, it's definitely it 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 elevates whether, the entire whether story. Whether you watch, yeah, whether you watch it dubbed or subbed, like the music is the same and it just elevates the whole show. And I feel like that's what a lot of anime has going for it that keeps you going back. Like you know the story and you maybe you love the story, maybe you don't love the story, but if the music is chef's kiss you're always going to come back to it absolutely yeah 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 and i and i like that even in the uh the live action version of i, of, I think it's uh, a new new music for that i from what no. i heard well it's new music but it's still yoko kano yeah and so i've been, i've i've been interested in that so i've thought about watching it uh yeah. just to get the new music but i don't it's like it's, it's one of my favorites and i don't want to see it ruined yeah. But oh, and it was it was John Cho who was John the Cho. Uh, okay the, who plays Spike Spiegel. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, it fits. It was good. Oh man, that's all oh. kicked ass, man. It's like so good. I know it may not be metal, and it's got that that weird like fifties jazzy like nightclub thing going on where everyone's just like freaking high on cocaine. Like that's the kind of feel that it gives you. Yeah, my like, room smells like cigarettes now. And everyone's just like dancing and shuffling and doing like uh, the <laughs> the I don't know the Charleston or something. I don't know. You got something, <laughs> something going on, but yeah, that song is a blast. It's so good. <laughs> the whole album really is. I mean, you yeah. really couldn't go wrong with any of the songs off that album. And and, it, and it's it's dynamic too. Like there's songs like you know um, this song, "Bad Dog No Biscuits." Um, but then you have songs like Spokey Doki, which are a bit slower. You have Cat Blues, uh, The Waltz for Zizi. Like, there's a ton of songs on here that are much slower, a little more relaxed, a little more, like, just kind of vibing. I mean, yeah. God, I would love that. What is it, 17 tracks? Yeah. Does that come on four vinyl? I think, I think it's on two. Oh, is it? I'd have to oh, double check. Two. Damn. They're thick, too. Are they? Oh, it's like the 180 uh, uh, weight yeah. or whatever. You could yeah. take someone's head off with them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right, where are we going next? Well, I don't, Japan I don't mean going? to spoil anything, but a couple of my songs are also from anime. I'm uh, uncultured, unfortunately. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we will mm-hmm. go with... One from my one of my favorite animes. It's probably my favorite anime song of all time. Okay. It's from Yu Yu Hakusha. Hakushu? Hakushu. And I don't know how to pronounce the name of the song, but it's by Matsuki Mawatari. Okay, it looks like it's Pohoemi uh, no Bakudan. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Oh, this reminds me of simpler times. Staying up late watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, and the Dark Tournament. One of the greatest arcs in all of cinematic history. <laughs> so, Hohoemi no Bakudan means smile bomb. Um, and it's, yeah, the opening for Yu Yu Hakusho. I did a little research while the song was playing, which is, it's, it's a nice song. I enjoy the song. Um. Did you know that Matsuko Mawatari was born in 1967? No, I had yeah. no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's been around for a minute. She did a lot of different works uh, all throughout um, Japan, doing different um, anime and different things like that, just being a pop artist, J-pop artist. Mm-hmm. Um, done a bunch of studio work. Like, her, her Wikipedia is pretty stacked. Jam-packed. Yeah, it's nice. Like she's been busy making all kinds of anime music and and other things. Good, yeah, good for her. She deserves it because that yeah. song brings me nonstop good feeling. Yeah, and that's her singing on that. She kills cool. it. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Good. What do I have? What, what do I have? <laughs> what do I have to follow up with that? That was from Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, I found an artist that I didn't know was from an anime. Mm. Um, oh, I lost my page. No. 
So the the artist is Miuna, and she did an opening for an anime that I've never even seen before. Hmm. What is that? Uh, I don't know. Fuck, I lost it. Oh, Black Clover. Ah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Yeah. I like it it sounded familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen it. So she did the intro for Black Clover. Um and like the song kicked ass. Like I discovered the song first, which is wild cuz usually, you know, I I used to watch a ton of anime. Yeah. And that's that's where I kind of got my love for a lot of Japanese culture. Well, subculture, I suppose. Um But yeah, uh um Miyuna is the artist and her song is Gamushiruya. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that. Hope, hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's it's so good. Like I did, like I said, I didn't know it was from Anime. I was trying to do uh, or anime. I was trying to do some research on the artist. I was like, oh, okay, she's a singer songwriter. Uh, you know, born in Japan. Uh, she's young. She's born in 2002, so she's what 20, 21 years old. Hmm. Um, and she just the song kicks ass. Uh, she says that at a young age, she listened to Western music like Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. And, and those were like her two big like influences. It's a good start. Yeah, it, it's a decent start. I mean, if you're going to start anywhere, you might as well start some classics. Especially in um, pop. Those are the king and queen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she got an, uh, uh, an electric acoustic guitar and that's where she started playing and just started writing music. And next thing you know, one of her songs gets picked up by uh, Black Clover, and it's, you know, she's that's still at the very beginning of her career. So I'm going to go ahead and play some Miyuna. God, I'm going to butcher all these pronunciations. I don't even I, know how I you're study, reading it. Dude, I study <laughs> Japanese every day. Like, I'm almost, hold on, where's my Duolingo? Not sponsored, but I'm on Duolingo. And I'm at day 540 of studying Japanese. Oof. And I can read most of it, which is great. Um, so, like, on Spotify, it's all in hiragana and katakana. So her name is Miyuna, written in, in Japanese, you know, hiragana. And then the song is Gamushiara. And this is, that was my best, best chance of pronouncing it. So here we go. I love the math rock influence. Like, I love that, that there's so much going on in that song. <clears throat> but it's still, it, it still sounds like an anime intro. It's a bop. Dude, it's, it's a, a nice bop. Song. Dude, so I wanted to ask you while, while we're listening, you know, mm-hmm. what was the first anime you ever watched? One Piece. Was it One Piece? Yeah, it was on a... God, years and years ago, it was on a Fox, you know, Poor People TV. <laughs> uh for kids tv like came on right after i got out of school and really uh, yeah yeah so i started watching I it then anymore. but i didn't realize it was anime then it, to me it was still right. cartoons it was just, yeah it was just a cartoon yeah, yeah yeah i mean so for me it was I, i'm pretty sure it was either pokemon or dragon ball z okay that's fair because dragon and, ball z is where i got into it yeah 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 like i i just don't remember like Again, it was kind of like you didn't realize it was anime. You're like, oh, these are different types of animation. But mm-hmm. I mean, grew up watching a ton of cartoons. And then it was, yeah, I had I had a, a buddy of mine who I still communicate with, you know, all the time. I met him in second grade. He lived across the street. He's Filipino. And so he had all the Asian influence, all the Asian like uh, television, um, everything, like all the everything in his household was Filipino, was from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to his house all the time and we'd hang out. And so I had all of that Asian influence, like just kind of like around me without realizing that it was, in, you know, you know what I mean? Like when you're so young, you don't realize that it's like a, a, a different culture, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. so I'm sitting there eating like Filipino food and they're speaking Tagalog to each other. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is just what your family does. My family does something different. Like, I didn't really, it didn't 
register as oh you're filipino like i didn't even know he was filipino until much later in my life <laughs> like it was just because he was just my best friend you know i just we grew up together so like having a lot of that like he watched a ton of anime like his older sister is like three or four years older than us and she loved sailor moon like she had sailor moon posters everywhere mm-hmm. and so i was like oh okay this is just another cool cartoon and you know like they have that transition in sailor moon where she turns into sailor moon and she's half naked and it was just like a, a an awakening, an awakening. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was like little uh uh god how old was I? 8 year 8 years old, 9 years old. I'm just like oh my god. That I like. <laughs> how do I how do I watch more of this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so early I would say like it was like mid 90s anime for me was was really huge, really influential. <laughs> and that's kind of where I just I guess you could say went downhill. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Now I've I don't even I've lost count on the animes I've seen. Yeah. Oh. From yeah. back to front. Like I Dude. at this point in time, if someone says something, I'm like, all right, describe describe the main character. Okay, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, uh did you ever watch Initial D? Yes, I love Initial D. <laughs> so do I. And I have fond memories of it as as a, as a youth. Me and another friend of mine, not the Filipino friend, but another friend of mine who's half Japanese, half black. He and I got together and he was like, dude, we should watch Initial D together. And I was like, all right, dude, yeah, bet. Let's watch it. And we started watching it and it was not as enjoyable as I remember. Like, it was so slow. It's like trying to go back instead of watching... um. Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball like GT or even Dragon Ball Super, just rock, trying to get through Dragon Ball Z like episode by episode. Yeah, like if you're trying to binge watch it, yeah. it's like a how long fucking, is it's a fucking spirit grind, bomb bro. gonna take? Imagine yeah. in between weekly episodes, that was some bullshit. Yeah, no, but it kept you tuned in. Like as a, as a, as a youth, you know, you're like, oh shit, Goku's gonna blast it next week, man, and it just, and then like, he didn't. And then he didn't, but but they kept that suspense up previously yeah. on Dragon Ball Z, and you're like, oh shit! And it never like, it was such like, maybe maybe it just kind of maybe it just got us used to being edged, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it just kind of maybe that's why there's such a big edging culture out there. I think that's why of, people binge watch now, right? You can't edge anymore, man. No, can't <laughs> anticipate shit. <laughs> oh, Instant shit. gratification, please. Right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, it's your pick next. Where do you want to go? Well, so you just put in some math rock, so I'm yep. going to put in some math rock. Hell yeah. What do we got? We got Tricot okay. off of, in a song, I think it's Potage? 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 Potage. It's Japanese, it's Potage. Yeah, I'm all going French with it, but uh, <laughs> they don't consider themselves math rock, but it's very much math rock. Interesting. So this is Potage by Tricot. Yes. I don't know how they can't be aware that they're math rock. Right. There's so math rock. <laughs> that was very math rock. Dude, I, I love I the love dynamics it. in that song. Oh, it feels so cool and everything's so wild yet so relaxing yet yeah. chaotic it's yeah it, it's great for my adhd yeah that's probably why i yeah. love it too yeah. <laughs> so like my brain can do 30 things in this yeah 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 but i don't have to focus on any of them i feel like i can actually fold my laundry while listening to this probably yeah yeah i was like okay i can get behind this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a uh, potage by tricot Interesting. I it's yeah, so I like. Cool. I definitely followed them. Uh, they are looks like they're in a European tour. They're playing in London, uh, today or tomorrow. Well, I guess it would be technically today. Yeah, it's uh, going they're on playing there in London, right now. and then the being in uh, uh, they're gonna be in Southampton. So they're they're in the UK right now, which is kind of cool. Wish I was in the UK right now. Yeah, I hope they're killing it. Yeah, I hope they are too. I mean, they don't have a lot of monthly listeners. No, which is surprising. I mean, yeah, I was. I mean, one hundred seventy nine thousand is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, in the grand scheme of like world tour artists, yeah, that's like, a small band. That's a small band, which is unfortunate because I feel like that's 
really enjoyable. Maybe yeah. more and more people will listen. I hope so. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I would definitely listen to more. Dude, have you ever been to Japan? No, I'm going when I get old as shit. Not allowed to go <laughs> until I'm 40. Oh. But one day. What's holding you back? Money. that fair yeah because i mean if we're gonna if i'm gonna go i want to go with like time i want to be able to spend time there not like a i don't think a week's enough like i want to i want to see a lot i went for a week i went to osaka uh and this was like 2008 i went and it was fun it was great it was memorable i got to see like the osaka like uh uh castle tower which mm-hmm. was nice, and I got to see the, the giant aquarium where they had a whale shark fucking swimming around. That was badass. But, like, that was all touristy stuff. Like, I want to dive into it. Like, I want to get yeah. lost. You I would. I, mean? I want to do, like, a month minimum. Yeah, that would be good. Just Like, a summer would lost. be amazing. I will say that to this day, and I still love sushi, but to this day, the best sushi... I've ever had was in Japan. It was just like melted in your mouth. Like the, the fish was so fresh. Like they caught it that morning and then they're like, oh yeah, we caught it this morning and then slice, slice, slice. Here you go. Here's some fucking rice and wasabi, <laughs> you know, itadakimasu. And I'm like, hell yeah. That sushi so, I had was at a small place in Pueblo, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close to the ocean. <laughs> no. I don't even know if it was actual fish. Oh, no. I just went to have sushi not too long ago. Uh, my wife and I had our anniversary, and our first date was at a sushi restaurant. Mine and so my wife's course... was too. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. It must be something about the Japanese culture. I don't know. Yeah. So for our anniversary, we decided to go to an, you know, a Japanese restaurant and get some sushi. And it was just like, yeah, this is, this is good. This is fine. It's you know, tasty. But it wasn't like... Mind-blowing. It wasn't mind-blowing, which was disappointing. And she was like, oh, I don't really like crab. And I was like, don't worry, it's imitation crab. Like, they don't have real crab here. It's imitation crab, which is basically just white fish. Which is you crazy, because you live kind of close to the ocean. Yeah. Dude, Portland is, I mean, a river away from the ocean. Yeah. Like, I, wouldn't, I, I, w- I would not eat any of the fish out of the, the rivers. The river? Are, no, I, yeah, I wouldn't no, either. I, you get, there's warnings every year. But like, hey, salmon fishing's back. Make sure you only eat one fish a year. <laughs> like if you catch it catch and release because you don't want to eat too much of that like mercury is too high i'm like dude what is happening to our <laughs> earth like fuck man oh shit it's depressing <laughs> yeah it is and you know when i was <laughs> this is gonna be my segue here when i was out with my wife you know when you're when you're sitting out and you're enjoying each other's company um with or without the kids like i, I had two of my kids with me one of the other kids was at school um, you, you, when you're taking time to reflect on, you know, your time together and you're really just appreciating your significant other, whomever it may be, I don't know about anyone else listening or you, Brad or Mike, or I, I don't know about anyone else. I, all I can speak for is myself is that there's always some song that plays in my head and I chose my next song because... <laughs> I have a running gag where it's both meaningful and me being just a, a sarcastic, you know, uh, a snarky guy. Um, I, whenever my wife is doing something that's not particularly uh, attractive or, uh, you know, just goofy or just silly, I always sing, isn't she lovely? <laughs> <laughs> And I found there's an artist that I found on YouTube ages ago called Toshiki Soijima. I hope I pronounced that right. I apologize. Toshiki Soijima. <laughs> and he covered Isn't She Lovely? And this is this is all jazz. Like he's a jazz like traditionalist. And he partners with a lot of other uh uh guitar players and musicians from around Japan. And his YouTube is fantastic. Definitely look him up. I'll post it on Twitter when this episode releases. I absolutely love his channel. But it's very, very, like, soft jazz. And So this is Isn't She Lovely by Toshiki Soijima. 
God, uh, the ending on the seventh note always is so satisfying to me. Like that was that was Tosh Toshiki Soijima. I hope I pronounced it correctly. I'm doing my best, folks. Um, and that was his cover of "Isn't uh, Isn't She Lovely," uh, a duet he did with Kyoe Ariga. Um, and every time I find myself on Toshiki Soijima's YouTube channel. I just get engulfed in like I just fall in love with it over and over again and I just want to play more guitar like he inspires me to get better at like jazz guitar. Mm. I love it so much, man. He definitely plays the shit out of it. Yeah, it's just it's it, it, it he feels like it's everything he does like every note he hits has like purpose. Like yeah. every time he hits a note he intended for that note to be hit. It's it's like it's like listening to uh Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton is so precise with his guitar playing. Like he doesn't mess up. Eric Clapton yeah. all every note Eric Clapton hits was intended. Jimmy Page on the other hand, Jimmy Page is just a sloppy drunk who is all over the place, kicks ass, one of my favorite guitar players ever, but he's just like I'll just fucking hammer my fingers on these strings and it'll sound good. And you're like, "All right, cool." You know, drunken master but like <laughs> eric clapton toshiki soijima just masters of knowing exactly where their fingers need to be on the guitar to just caress the neck and sound beautiful and i love it i love that like it's like it's like watching a master work you know what i mean like watching um a master craftsman just do his thing and it just what? comes out perfectly well, I mean, it's like soul. It's not only can you play it perfectly, but you got to. There's something about soul it. like, yeah, yeah. You can't just you could play it every chord just the way it's supposed to sound. But it, yeah, it just you, you can feel well, it's whether like, it's felt. It, it's, did you ever watch that? I don't know if it was. I don't think it was Pixar. Might have been Pixar. That movie Soul. Yeah. It was Love like that. the dude's was a jazz good. musician. And like it was the best rendition or, or animation uh, of some like of, of a musician who loves music so much who's so into music that when he plays he's transported to another like existence yeah and like i've never seen any other show that illustrates that in a fashion that really does capsulate what it feels like to play an instrument and just be lost and experiencing your own music yeah, like almost have like an out of body experience yeah. where you're just you're not even there. And it does it's not about memorization, it's not about being able to read music and and play what the original composer uh intended. It's just about feel. Like there's just a sixth sense to feeling a song or uh, you know playing and just getting lost. I can't even explain it. Like go watch that movie Soul. I'm pretty sure it's Pixar or Illumination or one of those animated uh, uh shows or uh, movies. And like when they express that in the movie, it is so accurate to how I feel when I play. Even though I'm not I'm nowhere near as good as any of these musicians. Like I I like to play. I love to play. I'm passionate about it, but like it would be just a dream come true for me to like sit down and play with Toshiki Soejima. Like just to be able to like jam with him on a jazz number. And I'm not even good at jazz. Like I'm a blues guitar player, <laughs> but to just like, if I could with his Neo soul type of guitar playing, God damn. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's what I dream about. <laughs> just feeling it. Just kidding. Yeah. Just, I mean, I feel like, you know, uh, going to an American artist, uh, Blink-182 got back together and released their new album, which mm -hmm. fucking slaps so That's hard. That's it. So, I had to listen so, to it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, Blink-182 getting back together, all three of them, and just killing it in the music studio uh, and live. Like, they're on tour right now, just slaying all across the nation. Um, uh, uh, uh. What's Travis Barker? Travis mm -hmm. Barker is the drummer. Holy shit. Yes. Blanked, blanked Correct. <laughs> yeah. Travis Barker playing drums and producing the album. Like, 
I watched his uh like their interview with Zane Lowe and Zane Lowe has such a great way of interviewing artists and bringing them and talking about the art, like bringing them to the forefront of their art. Not just like, it's not, you know, Good Morning America, but it's like, oh, what does Blink-182 stand for? Tell me about, oh, do you guys party hard when you're rock star? No, no no, No one really cares about that shit. Like, that's dumb, plastic interviews. Leave Zane it to Lowe TMZ. Gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zane Lowe gets to the heart of the artistry behind the music. And he asks questions that are so like deep that it really brings out the creativity and the artistry behind Blink-182. And I love that. And like listening to, you know, Travis and, and all the art, like all three of them combined talk about how passionate they are about their new album and reuniting and getting back together is so inspiring and i just fucking love it man like that's what i live for it feels good it just knows that it just kind of it shows that blink 182 isn't just some you know silly pop rock punk rock punk pop band you know that's still trying to hold on to their younger years like they're passionate about their music and their art and they don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks about it like they want to play what they want to play Hell yeah. It's fucking badass. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. <laughs> what's what's our next song? Because you're up next. Uh man, I mean that got us into like a nice relaxed vibe. Yeah, you want to we... kick some more doors down or what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna ruin it. Yeah, my man. And uh, and uh so this song I heard on an anime. Uh it's an intro for Tokyo Ghoul, which is not okay. as good as the manga. But manga. Or is it Mangaka? I don't know how to pronounce Manga. 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 Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Helplessly American. I can't help it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This song is called Unravel. It's okay. I think it's almost the entire first season's intro uh, by TK from Ling. uh, Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Kick it. Dude, that song had everything. It really does. And the the way I love to listen to it, though, is I don't know where it's on YouTube. I, I couldn't give you the specific channels. But there's these people who do like piano covers of this song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it makes me want to pick up the piano so bad. I'll like tell every you, man, t- piano is heavy as fuck. It's it's so cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, their yeah. like, pianos are heavy. <laughs> I, and it's like the whole video is like all you see is like, you know, those keyboards that like light up which key you're supposed to hit. Yeah. That's the the, vi- the, the whole vi- Yamaha ones. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a digital version of it. So you just yeah, see the yeah, keys yeah. being pressed by like color. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. go through the song, and I'm just like, oh, I fucking love it. It's even like it's so good with this version, but then like piano only. I'm like, oh, I feel like you could really like trick some people into thinking you're super talented if you could just learn this one song. Right, 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 right. That's uh, that's how I feel about my next pick coming up. Is I I would love to learn this on piano, and I started to try and learn it but i haven't gotten serious about it uh merry go round of life will be my next pick and of course it's it's joe he's he's oh my god stuttering joe hisaishi thank you and he's well known for doing all of like studio ghibli or ghibli oh yeah ghibli music um some of the best around Dude, and when we even brought up the concept of doing or the idea of doing a, a Japanese or even anime, I mm-hmm. was like, we, "This this guy has to be on here." Like, you can't talk about anything in Japan without talking about Joel Hisaishi. There we Especially go. music. Especially music. <laughs> and like, I watch a ton. Like, ever since I was little, watching a ton of the Studio Ghibli films, and he's always done the music for all of them. Mm. And it's definitely been a trend recently I've seen on YouTube where like piano players out in public or at an airport or, you know, at a park or something. It's just somewhere out in public playing Merry Go Round of Life or any of the other songs by by uh 
the Studio Ghibli films, and it always gets a crowd, and people always love hearing it because it's a great music, and b fantastic films. Like all of Studio Ghibli is just like whether you're into anime or Japanese culture or none of the above. Like you watch yourself a Studio Ghibli film, you're gonna enjoy it. Like they're just solid films. And man, do they make food look even better? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they really do. The animations are really good. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and play "Merry Go Round of Life." Uh, this is by Joe Hisaishi. Nailed it. Um, and it's just this. This uh, the anime. I'm sorry. The anime is Howl's Moving Castle. Again, great anime, great movie. Uh, here we go. Oh, god damn, bro. So That's fucking that good. Shit. And I it's... know that, like, Mike's gonna listen to this, and I hope he tells us something next week. I just, I want him to mention something about this song, because I just know, like, once the strings come in, it's like, god damn! I know he's going to say something. I know he's going to do It's like, you get that stank face. Yeah. Oh, uh, God damn. It's got me so excited for when we finally do video games. Yeah. Because I got a couple of songs, and that's what I was like. I, was, I just, like, listening to this, I had to pull up, and I was like, oh, let me go through my Spotify. Because I've, yeah. I've, <laughs> I'm really excited for that one whenever we get to it. But, man, it's just. Dude, it's speaking feel- of video games, like, I mean, real quick, like, your last pick, Unravel, mm-hmm. like, you said it it feels like, um, uh, or it it was the intro for uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Mm-hmm. I could totally see, and I, I wanted to mention this before I got, you know, on the piano tangent, uh, but I wanted to mention it, it, I would totally see myself listening to all of uh, uh, TK from Ling Tosite, or Toshite... How are you pronounce it? Because it's weird how it's spelled. Um, <laughs> but I would I would love to listen to that, like more of Unravel, while mm-hmm. playing uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Ah, yeah, Dude, that would actually that game be sick. Kicks ass! Like that game is is a video game anime. Like it love feels, it. yeah, that game is a lot like um, Gantz. It feels yeah. like Gantz. You know, it has that darkness to it. Hell yeah, I love Gantz. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, doing a video game episode will be fun because there's there's a big world of video game music out there. Oh yeah, and a lot of it's really really good. I, I mean, outside of like Grand Theft Auto, where they just pull from real yeah, no, music, like I mean, like like Halos. Oh, dude, did you know Incubus did the like? Uh, I think it was Halo Two. Um, it's like one of their main themes. Uh, Incubus did it. Really. Yeah, I did not know. Called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know we were going to go down this tangent, so I wasn't prepared <laughs> for it. But, uh, yeah, follow the first movement. I guess Incubus did most of Halo 2. Huh. Uh, first movement of the Odyssey, second movement of the Odyssey, fourth or and third movement of the Odyssey. It was all done by uh, Incubus. That's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, I can't, I don't want to play it now because it's kind of de- derailing from what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Maybe yeah. right after the episode because yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. I got, a, you I got sure. a YouTube video I'm going to show you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely connect afterwards. Uh, but, dude, yeah, Incubus was like, I remember when Halo 2 came out and it fucking blew up. Like, Halo 2 was the shit when oh, it came out. Played, played too much of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Halo 1, I don't believe, was online. The first it Halo. did, but you had to be like part of that, like people that could afford like the special little internet, and then no other yeah. people with that. Yeah, uh, it yeah, was but Halo it was Two. There was there was Xbox Live. Yeah. By the time Halo Two came out, it like premiered with Xbox Live, so people would, you know, it I was mean, more common included. Yeah, would have Xbox Live before Xbox Gold. That is, it was Xbox Live, and then you'd play Halo Two, and it was like, holy shit, we can play on a console with our friends or with people around the world. Like that shit blew my mind. Snipers and rockets, baby. Dude, did you ever watch red versus blue? Oh yeah. <laughs> did you know it was, it was still going until recently? No way. Yeah. I, 
I was talking to someone and they brought it up and they're like, did you see it? Like it was a couple of years ago, but they're like, did you see the newest episode of red versus blue? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> That's gotta be at least 15 years old. They, they make <laughs> yeah. new episodes? Like, it was like, no, fuck that it. That was way. like the early, like YouTube was still yeah. new. Yeah. Like, there was their own webpage. It was on like a, uh, there was another website Mich- that machinima. Was that what it was? I think it was Machinima, yeah, which Machinima. eventually turned okay. into Rooster Teeth, I That's think. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. You're right. Holy shit, dude. I haven't thought about that in ages. <sighs> Such a good show. It was a lot of fun, but I did. Yeah. I, it almost makes me want to go and watch the rest of it and see if it stayed as consistently funny or if I was just young and thought that was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Red versus blue, Halo. We could... I mean that's a, that's a bit of a tangent. That that's yeah. out there. I mean, what? we'll definitely have to retouch that on a uh uh video game episode. For sure. Holy shit. So, I got the YouTube video I'm going to show you later, which yeah. I highly suggest everyone go and watch is from it's uh the YouTube channel's first take. Okay. And uh Lisa does this song on there, and that's how I heard this song originally. I just saw it on a someone posted it on Facebook, I think it was. And she okay. killed it. And I think the song is called Garange, but I can't read that, and it may be called something different. Yeah, that's those are some complicated kanji that I don't quite comprehend. Yeah, so I believe it's Garange. Um, that's what the song is whenever I look it up. But this song, I think, is now on Demon Slayer, I want to say. Is and this she... song kicks. Is she Thai? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out after we listen to the song. Let's listen to the song. This is yeah. You said garage. I don't. I don't know what this. this I'm this, pretty this sure it's garage. Okay, but it's capital L, lowercase I, capital S A. All right. She's got fucking pipes. Yeah, she does. And I was way mistaken when I said is she tied. There was. A different Lisa. There's a Lisa from like Thailand that's a rapper, I guess, and I just clicked on the wrong oh, one. So fair. yeah, this Lisa is Japanese musician, born 1987, according to Wikipedia. Dude, she's done like music for like Fate Zero, Sword Sword Art Online, Demon Slayer. Like she's got some big anime like shit behind her uh, on her what? resume there. And that's always something I've kind of wondered. Um, I guess I don't know how, like, industry... I barely know how our industry over here works. But, I mean, like, we don't exactly put, like... All of our best musicians aren't exactly on, like, Saturday morning cartoons as the intros or anything like that. They're usually uh, pre-made for the show or... Yeah. Something like that. But it seems like a lot of, like, actual, like musicians do songs. I don't know if they do songs for animes or if animes just pick up their songs and use it. I don't, I don't know how that exactly works, but it's, I've always found that interesting because 90% of the time, the music has nothing to do with the anime, but it's cool as shit. Yeah. And then they like draw these badass intros that like match up with the, the, uh, the instrumentals and stuff like that. But I've always wondered how that works. If that's like, I don't know, MV, MTV yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, my like, song's I mean, on MTV or if like, oh, hell yeah. Like I've got the I outro to the new Naruto. If you think about it, like Japan is like f- geographically as large as California. Like it's a mm-hmm. relatively small country. And so there's only so many artists and musicians that can get away with being like good or popular or get recognized as, as a talent. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of like the entirety of the United States, which is just massive. Um, a fun fact that I'm really like, dude, she's done a ton of music for like uh, FIFA, uh, Shukan Bonshun, which I, I I don't know. There's all kind there's all kinds of things on her Wikipedia. It's like it is stacked. One oh, thing she's working. Yeah, she's making that money. One thing that caught my eye is that of May of this year, she would be. She was in charge of the theme song Realize, that's what it's called, for the Japanese dubbed version of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. 
Hell yeah, I kind of want to hear that. Yeah, I wonder... making it Lisa's first ever theme song for a Hollywood film, which is badass. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, she, dude, she's doing all kinds of stuff. She kicks ass. Yeah, I am excited to watch more of this or listen to more of her because... That first take is amazing. Like, I mean, that song was cool as shit, but it's even better on that first take YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out for sure. Oh, there it is. Realize on her Spotify. Oh, yeah, we're Mm. definitely listening to that. Yeah. (laughs) God damn. Yeah, definitely check out Lisa. That's capital L, lowercase I, then capital S, capital A. Lisa. Uh, Japanese artist. That was badass. Holy shit. Okay, I've got... These two are hard to pick from. I know. Um, I've got one slot left, and I've got two artists, one that I mentioned earlier and one that I've already had the sh- on the show before. Um, I kind of want to lean for the not necessarily Japanese artists just because they are technically Japanese, but not really. But I can't go wrong with Nujabes. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? And I've, I've had Nujabes on the show before, and I absolutely love Nujabes. But to be fair, Nujabes passed away, you know, rest his soul. I think it was 2016 he died. Yeah, um, and, that sounds about right, at least. Yeah, and he, so he's not releasing any new music. Although, mm. to counter that already, to be fair, uh, the Beatles just released their the last Beatles song it, this, like, oh, this month. It broke my fucking heart oh, watching dude, that video. Chills. I cried a little bit. I watched, yeah, watching the video. It was just like, what a journey. Yeah. Like, the Beatles having released a a new, not necessarily a new song, but, you know, a newly released song from... Seeing John and George next to Paul and Ringo, that fucked me up a little bit, man. Yeah, it was bizarre, man. And I, I grew up with the Beatles. I love the Beatles. And seeing that was definitely like, holy shit, like a, a song that I've never heard before. No one's ever heard before, except for the Beatles. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so wild. Anyway, yeah, I say that because Nujabes obviously isn't releasing any new music anytime soon that I know of. Um, So I kind of want to go with Caro Caro Benito. And this, it's up to you, man. Yeah, and it's, let's have it's, fun with I'm, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Do it. Uh, the song is Flamingo. It's one of her or their more popular songs. I remember I discovered this on a TikTok ages ago, years ago, when TikTok first became a thing. I think it was still considered musically <laughs> before TikTok. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the precursor to TikTok and what TikTok is today. So this is Caro Caro Bonito, and it is a a female uh, Japanese artist, a singer, and then she has two Englishmen behind her doing all the music and production, um, and it's it's interesting, it's wild, it's it's not it's not for everybody, so fair warning, um, but it's fun if you just kind of let loose and enjoy it, it's fun. Flamingo, Caro Caro Bonito. Breaking the standards of pop music. The conformity of pop. That was Caro Caro Bonito and their song Flamingo. And I absolutely love it. There's it's just it's weird enough that it like keeps my attention because there's always some new sound that's going on. <laughs> it does feel like uh, uh it does it sounds demeaning to say it, but I don't mean it this way. <laughs> okay. You know, like those toys like a bop it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Or or something like like made for people with our kind of brain. That's all yeah. like this. This is what I'm into. Let me press this red button right next to the yellow star button. Yeah, it's it, it blooped. It's blooping. It's blooping and blopping, and it it. Dude, I enjoy it, man. It's got a catchy hook. It's you know everything about it is pop music. It's experimental pop music. Oh, certainly. But like, I don't know, like. She's got a bunch of stuff. I love the pan flute. The pan flute was my favorite part of it. (laughs) The little, like, whistle thing? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A a lot of Caro Caro Bonito is, like, half Japanese, half English. So some of the lyrics are in English. Some of them are in Japanese. And I absolutely love it. Like, 
God, ever since I discovered, like, TikTok is such a great way of discovering weird shit. Oh, yeah. I found a l- way too many signs. Yeah. There's so much weird shit out there that people are just like, yeah, someone will like this. And hey, I'm that someone. That's me. Yep. That's us. <laughs> this has been fun. I like. I, I know that there's a lot more Japanese music out there for us to kind of dive into and explore. And we, we got to stick to the rules. There's only 10, 10 songs. Five, yeah. five and each I mean, when this... it's just two of us or, you know, three, three, four when there's the three of us. But. I wonder if any of this is considered underground or if this is all like really surface level. I don't know. <laughs> I know that like. That's, I know a lot of it is like high or, well, you know, probably yeah, everyone knows. That, like, yeah, the stuff that like is on anime. Most people have heard because anime is such a huge. There's a huge culture of anime. Um, like that's what's driving a lot of Japan is the anime culture and people loving anime. And that's. That's like one of their main sources of entertainment. Um, their main export. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of them for sure. Um, <laughs> but I just, I remember that there's, there's a huge love for like vintage. I want to say vintage, but like retro vintage, like rock and music uh, of that kind of like vinyl cassette like people love that in Japan and and they take care of their products like they take care of their technology i remember being there i mean this was 2008 like i said and you could find cassette tapes and vinyl in pristine condition mm-hmm. and i watch a lot of like different uh um i don't want to say influencers cuz that kind of has a, a bad connotation to it for for like <laughs> youtubers but there's some YouTubers that live and reside and maybe even have a citizenship in Japan that I follow, that I watch, that are respectful, that follow the rules, and that really dive into the culture. And I love that. And some of the things that they've shown on YouTube is just like, oh, I went into this you know, secondhand store and everything is in perfect condition. You can find an original yeah, Game Boy. looks brand new. Yeah, you can find an original Game Boy in the original box that's been played but carefully and meticulously taken care of um, cause just because they respect things. The majority, yeah. and, and I'm open for anybody to tell me that I'm wrong, but from all the data that I've received, that I've witnessed, that I've you know seen online, it's that they just they, they treat things with respect. And if we could just, in America, take anything from Japan, you'd be like, hey, Maybe pick up a little bit of trash on your way when you're walking somewhere. Maybe just, you know, do, just do a small little thing. You know, yeah, just do, community. Just, yeah, just a little little sense of community. Uh, America get, would be so get, much get better if that, we could clean up after ourselves. If America could just get rid of that it's not my job mentality and we just started mm. working together to just do little things, little minor inconveniences. You know, when you're at a grocery store, maybe take a, a shopping cart in with you on your way into the store. It's not that big of an inconvenience. I take two or three. That's just me. I also used to work at a grocery store, so maybe I feel a little obligated in my, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm trained in that way and indoctrinated into, you know, helping grocery stores function. But I don't know. I just feel like there's, yeah, that there's whole so idea much. Of I don't get, they get paid for that. Yeah. And that's, that's why you're walking and sifting through trash on your daily commutes and shit. Yeah, it's just there's there's so much that America can gain from the overall culture of of Japan and it would be hard to implement. It it's hard for a lot of Americans to give up that mentality of it's not my job, I'm not going to do it, I'm not getting paid to do it and we'll never grow as a nation without some sort of sense of helping each other out. So yeah. that's my ending message to this episode. After having a couple of beers, you know what? Love each other. That's all. That's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> any, any last words there, Brad, before we uh, close ourselves out? Uh, if you get an opportunity to buy a Japanese pressing oh, on vinyl, yes. do it. Uh, two of my most prized possessions are Blondes Have More Fun by Rod Stewart mm. and then Wham's Make It Big, both Japanese pressing. They press less over there. Yep. And so it's, yeah. They higher quality. Higher quality. They press less. I have a couple Japanese pressings. Uh, ACDC High Voltage is, I have one that's Australian press and then one that's a Japanese press. And then I have a Led Zeppelin 
into the outdoor Japanese pressing. Ah. I'm afraid to play them because they're so good. <laughs> like I've got the I've My, got an American pressing, you know. From yeah, Philadelphia. burn that one out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just nice to have. <laughs> Oh, that shit. was that was my my final words. There we go. And with that, <laughs> this has been the cut music. Uh, you can find us again on uh, at thecutmusic.com. All of our links, all of our you know uh, handles are there. The shop is there. You know, buy some merch. Uh, mental health mental is health, mental health. Yeah, mental health is mental health. Buy some merch. All proceeds go to uh, mental health awareness and. Uh, uh, the the foundation that we're kind of growing there. Um, I don't I don't know if there's anything else to to say. It's been but fun. I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, see you next week. I don't know what episode we're doing next week. Uh, Mike will be back on the show and he'll he'll take his role as captain of the ship, and we'll uh, we'll make we'll give him a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Sayonara. Jamatane. Have a good night. Bye.